Thanks very much to Pete Mickeljohn for being our gospel reader this weekend. So this sermon is aimed at our first communion students this weekend. You might be that age too as you're watching this. You might be a little bit older, I'm not sure. Whatever age you are, you can never learn or talk too much about communion. So that's what we're gonna do right now. But let's start by finding out how things fit or don't fit in life. So the first thing that's gonna come up on your screen is a picture of two sandals. One's a size 13 Chaco that belongs to one of my sons. The other is a size seven Birkenstock that belongs to my wife. Do you think either of those fit me? Neither of those is a very good fit. One's too big, one's too small. Ah, here's the perfect thing, for, especially for unpacking all the flowers that we were doing today. Uh, you know, a little bit of a croc, size 10 fits me perfectly. Next up on your screens, you might see a fire extinguisher. Where, where's, a, where's a place that a fire extinguisher fits in? Next up is a refrigerator. Is that a good spot to put your your uh, fire extinguisher in, probably not a good fit, followed by a bathtub, especially if it was filled with water. Not a very good fit, right? And if you're communion kids, then I'd ask you, where's the right place for it? And I don't even have a picture of that, but I'm pretty sure it's a fire extinguisher hanging on a wall underneath a sign that says, fire extinguisher, that would be perfect. That's where it fits. Now, I, then actually what got me on this fit thing was, was, was the animal world. Uh, let's see, what do you think might not fit together in the animal world? I'm thinking maybe a, maybe a bear and a tiger and a human, maybe that wouldn't be a very good fit. But of course, if you spend enough time on the internet, you can find a picture of a human, a bear, and a tiger. I guess after the beginning of COVID and watching Lion King, anything's possible when it comes to big animals. What else might not be a fit? How about a dog and, a, and an orangutan? Oh. Good buds in that picture. How about, let's see, we're, we're, we're just kind of sticking with dogs. How about a dog and a cheetah? I'm not so sure that would be such a good fit, but there they are, hanging out like good friends. And finally, the best one that I found was, how about a, how about a lion and a couple of dachshunds? You would think the dachshunds would kind of be lunch for the lion, but no, there they are, hanging out, having a great time together. In all of those pictures, something that you wouldn't think would fit together seems to fit just perfectly. This now gets us to our communion meal. Here on the altar is our cup and our bread. How good a fit are these two? They're like a perfect fit, right? They are the perfect spiritual meal. They fill us up, they keep us going. Baptism is our other sacrament. It's how we're welcomed to be one of Jesus' followers. This is where we get the strength to keep going, and it's what connects us to each other as his people. Sometimes, especially when you go to a nice restaurant, you'll, you'll see people sitting there at the start of their meal, maybe having a glass of wine and having some bread as a part of it. They may not know it, but to me, that's kind of like having communion too. Now, the cool thing about Jesus was at the, at the first time that it was communion, it was a very special meal anyway. It was called Passover. And, and as they shared bread and wine, Jesus said, whenever you eat this meal in the future, whenever you have bread and wine together as my people, I, I want you to remember that the, that the bread is kind of like the, my body and the wine is kind of like my blood. And he didn't say that to like depress or kind of gross out his disciples. All he meant was, anytime we have that meal, he is really there with us. 
in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits. And if he could physically be with us in his body and blood, it would be like this enormous embrace of love. I'm always with you, especially remember when I have the meal. But maybe the cooler thing than the meal itself is that long before that last supper, what Jesus did all the time was eat with people and make it very clear that they fit with him at the table. And so he'd eat with lots of regular people and his friends and his disciples. But he also made sure that he ate with people that other people didn't like. They were called the tax collectors. Or he ate with people that others were afraid of. They were called lepers. Or he ate with people that others disagreed with, that he disagreed with. They were called the Pharisees. Or he ate with people that others just didn't pay any attention to because they were poor or they were old like a widow. All of these are the people Jesus would eat with. Maybe they didn't fit other places, but with Jesus, they all fit perfectly. That's the thing about Jesus. It's, it's like all of those pictures, things that, that we think don't fit, that other people think don't fit. When it comes to Jesus, wow, they, they fit. So now this part is, is a little bit for us as an adult, although I think our first communion kids could get it. I think you all know that over, over the centuries, the 2,000 years that we've had the communion meal, uh, Jesus wanted everybody to fit at the table. But we as Christians, we haven't always done that so well. And in fact, we've, we've at times uh, made it really clear that certain people aren't welcome at the table. So what do we believe here at Unity Church? So one of the things that we believe at Unity Lutheran Church is that everybody is welcome at the table. We are not a members-only sort of club. So if somebody comes through the door, they are welcome to take part in the meal. If somebody's hungry spiritually, they should be fed, right? If somebody came through our church doors and they were physically hungry, all of us would try and do something to feed them. Uh, if they come through our doors and they're spiritually hungry, we should do all we can to feed them. Another thing that's been hard in churches sometimes is that sometimes churches have said that if somebody's had done something really bad or if they believe really wrong, that, that they shouldn't be welcomed at communion. That's called excommunication. Communi communication. And, and the thing about that is that that doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, if somebody's done something bad, they need God's grace in the meal. If somebody is, is really wrong about something, they still need to be embraced with the love of this meal. And so whether they're really bad or they're really wrong, they should still be welcome at the table, right? And then I think the last thing that, that we would believe about practical sharing of communion is something that is hard all around the world, absolutely all around the world. So one of the cool things is that we belong to the living body of Christ, a billion and a half followers of Jesus around this planet. And, and those billion and a half people are all different. Uh, every culture, every color, every identity, anything you can think of as something that makes us different, they are part of the body of Christ somewhere in this world. But, but when you get to a local congregation like ours, then, then we don't look like the whole world because congregations tend to be based in neighborhoods and people tend to kind of cluster with people who are like them in neighborhoods. And, and lots of times people who could even move to a different neighborhood stay in a neighborhood because that's where they're comfortable. That's the people that they know. So churches, individual congregations, tend to kind of look alike, uh, the people who are within them. Now here's the problem that happens all around the world. 
then somebody comes in who is different than how the congregation looks. Two things seem to happen when that happens. One is, is that sadly there are some congregations that kind of make it clear that that person isn't welcome, or at least they're not super pumped to see them. And, and that's a really sad thing. And, and uh, I think everybody at Unity knows that, that we do not want to be that congregation. But the other thing that happens is rather than underwelcoming is that I think the more common thing is overwelcoming. And so, in other words, somebody comes in who's kind of different and like everybody pays attention to them and says, oh, you're super welcome here. And then that becomes really awkward and unwelcoming in itself. It's like too much. So what's the right reaction when somebody comes in who's different or just brand new, which is a way of being different, right? I think there are only two things a congregation has to remember. And this is especially for our First Communion students. Number one is, somebody comes in who's, who's new or different, just make sure that they know how to get to the communion table. Just make sure they know that they're welcome. Just make sure that they know that there's bread or a gluten-free wafer or there's grape juice or that there's wine and that's for them and that they're included and that they're important and that they're loved and that they fit. No matter how much it might seem that they don't. So that's number one. Number two, if there's cake being served that week, make sure that you don't eat the last piece until those guests have been offered a piece of cake. These are the only things that we have to remember, especially on First Communion weekend. The first one is the important one. Make sure they know they're welcome at the table. The second one you just have to have fun with. Make sure everybody has a chance to have some cake. This then gets us to our First Communion this weekend. We've got 24 kids at the services this weekend and some more coming in in, in uh, weekends thereafter. What, what a cool thing. And I think the best place to end is to just see some of their, some of their age compatriots. So uh, up on the screen right now are some kids the same age in El Salvador that we worked with on our Mission of Healing trip back in February. Uh, I was helping run arts and crafts and we had been doing pictures and in this particular picture we are doing uh, uh, friendship bracelets with all sorts of beads. It was, it was super hot and it was super fun. Uh, all of those kids are like our kids. They are welcome at the Lord's table. Next picture is kind of like something that happens at the start of our service this weekend, which is we have a combined adult and children choir singing. Here's the same thing happening at our partner congregation in Milwaukee, Hephatha Lutheran Church. Kids and adults making music together. Uh, they fit at the communion meal. And then here's the last picture. Here's this year's First Communion kids. First Communion kids, do you fit at this meal? You know you do. Uh, on this particular weekend, nobody fits more than you because it is fresh and exciting and a first for you. And the people of God, and most of all, Jesus himself, welcome you with the biggest of hugs to the table. And in our call to worship, we said, maybe you can come a thousand times to this meal in the future. You know what? If, if you just come 20 times a year, so that's kind of half the time, for 50 years, you will have come a thousand times and you'll still be younger than I am right now. So you can come way more than a thousand times. I hope you will because you fit in perfectly at Jesus' table. Praise be to God and happy Easter as our Easter season ends. Done.